KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs, featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at candlewoodartsfestival.org. Good morning. I'm Eric Anderson, in for Debbie Cruz. It's Friday, December 29th. Winter storms are sending large swells to San Diego beaches, and rain is on the way. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. Major changes are coming to the U.S.-Mexico border, stemming from talks between senior officials of both countries this week. One of those changes is forming a task force to help ease the migrant crisis. Customs and Border Patrol says this month is on track to have the highest number of migrant apprehensions ever. CBP closed Ped West earlier this month, reportedly to free up resources to help with migrants. Reopening Ped West is one of the main goals of the new task force. Another meeting is set for next month. Just three days away from the new year, and that means some new laws are going into effect on Monday. AB 436 removes city and county authority to regulate cruising. It also legalizes lowrider vehicles by removing the height requirements on lowered vehicles. Two laws are also attempting to curb catalytic converter theft. AB 1519 makes it illegal to remove a vehicle identification number from a catalytic converter. And SB 55 requires motor vehicle dealers to have the catalytic converter engraved or etched with the VIN number before a new or used car is sold. All public county offices, public health clinics, family resource centers, libraries, and animal shelters will be closed Monday for New Year's Day, but county parks, campgrounds, and neighborhood day-use parks will be open. Essential services, including law enforcement and emergency animal control response, will be available through the holiday period, All county offices will be opening back up on Tuesday. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The National Weather Service is warning of high surf and coastal flooding through Monday. Reporter Andrew Dyer spoke with San Diego lifeguards about what to expect and how to stay safe. In Ocean Beach Thursday, swells as high as single-story houses routinely rolled in, some peaking high enough to wash over the pier, which is closed through storm season. Only a couple surfers and a few swimmers braved the waves. Most of those at the beach were content just to watch. With waves as high as 20 feet possible, San Diego Lifeguard Lieutenant Lonnie Stevens says anyone without experience in high surf should stay out of the water. 
Have you been training? Um, Land-based training. Have you been training in the water? Have you been going on uh, surf trips around the world and participating in very large surf events? If you haven't, then this is life-threatening to you as well. So take that personal inventory and be honest with yourself. Surfer Aaron Peach just came out of the water at Dog Beach north of the pier. He says as conditions change, he won't be going back in. I've seen a couple over the pier. That right there is probably like, that's 10 foot face right there in the inside. It's starting to get big though. Absolutely, yeah. Rain, along with the highest surf of this storm event, is expected Saturday. A high surf warning and coastal flood advisory is in effect through Monday morning. Andrew Dyer, KPBS News. Rain or shine, San Diego supporters of the Palestinian community hope to fly kites over Mission Bay tomorrow afternoon. Reporter M.G. Perez has more on the symbolism behind the effort. The kite flying is the symbol of what it is to be Palestinian amidst an occupation. Gus Hussein was born on the West Bank and educated here in the U.S. He is a member of the group Healthcare Workers for Palestine San Diego. They were inspired by the Palestinian poet Rafat al-Harir, who was killed in the Israel-Hamas war earlier this month. Al-Harir encouraged supporters to fly kites for peace in the event of his death. If it's raining, then we're going to still decorate kites, write messages on them. We're going to be there for each other as a community. The rain simply won't stop us from from gathering. Anyone is invited to join in the kite making that will begin at noon Saturday in the grassy area north of the Mission Bay Playground. A community meal is also planned, rain or shine. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The virus that caused the COVID-19 pandemic spread far and wide in its first two and a half years. How far and how wide and how it affected San Diego is what scientists at Scripps Research were trying to find out. SciTech reporter Thomas Fudge tells us what they've learned. The SARS-CoV-2 virus that carried COVID-19 was constantly on the move when it arrived in San Diego, mutating about every 10 days. And identifying those many subvariants allowed scientists at Scripps Research to track the way they moved as infection took place. Epidemiologist Mark Zeller says tracking the virus was done by comparing its viral genomes to cell phone data, which showed where people were and where they went. And we show a really good correlation between the connectedness based on the, the viral genome data and their travel data based on the cell phone. Not surprising that San Diego saw fewer arrivals of new COVID variants when travel and social distancing rules were in place early on in the pandemic, but the limited closure of the Mexican border did little to reduce the risk of COVID in San Diego. Thomas Fudge, KPBS News. A new sporting and concert venue is expected to open in Oceanside next year. North County reporter Tanya Thorne has an update on what will be known as the Front Wave Arena. Construction crews still have their work cut out for them, but Oceanside's Front Wave Arena is coming along. The seating, arena, and steel structures are taking shape in Oceanside's El Corazon Park. Josh Elias is the co-founder and chief operating officer of the Front Wave Arena. You know, we'll put a 170,000 square foot uh, venue inside of an area 
there's an impact to the community around it. And so we've had to be thoughtful for the process. Next year, the San Diego Soccers will be calling the Front Wave Arena their new home after finishing this season at Pechanga Arena. Elias says they hope to make exciting announcements of new tenants and shows in the next few months. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Coming up, we explore the beloved 19th century Hotel Robinson, now known as Julian Hotel, and its connection with black history. It's not only the one of the oldest hotels owned by African Americans, but it's also an, a national site, historical site. We'll look back at that story from 2023 and more just after the break. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year, we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, We've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. Digital Jim Cinema in East Village is showing the film All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt this weekend. Cinema junkie Beth Accomando has this review of the Sundance Film Festival hit. All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt immerses you in sound from its opening frame. It creates a soundscape that defines a sense of place for characters connected to the land in the rural south. The title of Raven Jackson's feature-directing debut is a clue to how the film should be experienced. It's not about plot or linear narrative, but rather a film you want to touch, taste, and smell. Jackson's a poet, and her film offers a tactile journey across decades in the life of one Mississippi woman. The sparsely worded film comes at you in emotional waves, cued by sounds and textures. It's a film you feel. I eagerly surrendered to its impressionistic approach, but I know that others may feel frustrated by the lack of traditional structure. Tiny little bit. I'm grateful to Digital Gem Cinema for showcasing bold indie films like All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt. When so many mainstream movies feel like they're churned out by AI, All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt is a film with a soul and an exquisite sense of being handcrafted. Do yourself a favor and seek this gem out. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. A local historic landmark celebrated a 126-year love story with the San Diego region this year. Reporter Alexander Wynn takes us to a beloved hotel in Julian with deep roots in black history. To everyday tourists, it's a charming bed and breakfast. The only thing that brings to light its history is a bronze plaque in front of the hotel. It reads, Hotel Robinson. 1897, built for Albert Robinson and wife Margaret on the site of the restaurant bakery. 
it's the sole surviving Julian Mining era hotel. It's not only the one of the oldest hotels owned by African Americans, but it's also a, a national site, historical site. Larry Malone is a local historian and wrote a book about black pioneers in San Diego from the 1880s to the 1920s. You know, a lot of people were really surprised that Julian had that rich history of African-American history in Julian. And part of that history started with a love story, says Chuck Ambers, the curator of the African Diaspora Museum and Research Center. There's a love relationship between that hotel and Julian, just like there was a love relationship between Albert and Margaret. He says Julian was a sleepy little town founded by former Confederate soldiers before gold was discovered there. It was a little podunk city until Fred Coleman, part of the gold rush up in Sacramento, followed the geological formations down California, followed the San Diego River in Mission Valley back up to its source, hoping that they would find gold just like up in the Sacramento area, and he did. That was 1869 and started the first and only gold rush in San Diego. The gold rush brought many black people to Julian because of the opportunities there. Yeah, they kind of gathered towards that. Among them was Albert Robinson. He shows up here in Julian in 1880 on the census record. That's David Lewis. His family has lived in Julian for four generations. He's the town historian. Albert, uh... I'm assuming was uh, enslaved wherever he was living at the time. He supposedly came here with a man named Levi Chase. His wife, Margaret, came to Julian later. She marries Albert in 1886. And so that is when I believe they started a bakery and a restaurant business, I believe here on this site. And they ran that from 1886 until 1902 when, uh, when they built this hotel. What's fortunate for them, their property, that little restaurant, was right across the street from the city hall where the Butterfield stage line coming from Arizona brought travelers. The town hall was also the social hub of Julian. They also held uh, dances there, and these dances could last all night. And according to what I've read, the, the hotel provided meals uh, for those dances at night. Albert died in 1915, and Margaret ran the hotel by herself until 1921, when she sold it for $1,500. Much of the hotel is still as it was when the Robinsons ran it. There's a lot of history in this hotel. Dignitaries and politicians stayed there, including U.S. Grant Jr., the son of President Ulysses Grant, who went on to build the U.S. Grant Hotel in downtown San Diego. For Lewis, it's part of his history and the history of Julian. My great uncle, who used to come here with his family when he was little. And when they'd get to the front door, Albert would come out and pick him up and put him on his shoulders and walk him on into the hotel. And my uncle uh, says, I felt like I was 10 feet tall. Alexander Wynn, KPPS News. And before you go, as the year comes to a close, the San Diego Humane Society unveiled the most popular names for its shelter animals in 2023. Topping the list for female names are Luna, Bella, and Daisy, while Max, Milo, and Zeus take the lead for male names. That's it for the podcast today. This podcast is produced by KPBS producer Emlyn Mohebi 
and was edited by KPBS editor Nick McVicker this week. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Eric Anderson. Thanks for listening. We hope you have a safe holiday weekend and a happy new year. The podcast will be back on Tuesday. Talk to you in the new year.